welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer from the challenging times to the victories of one's dreams, love, and life experiences. Through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue, it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary. We all come from different walks of life with different beliefs, but we all have similar desires and needs. Our paths are all so different, but yet we are all so connected. Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody is having a fantastic week so far. Today, episode five is coming at you in hot. I am truly excited for you to hear the conversation that I had today with our guest, Gary Temple Bodley. I am honored to have had this conversation and it is truly enlightening for me. So I hope you love it as much as I do. I was introduced to Gary and his work four short months ago, and it feels like a lifetime ago because of the amount of perspective and awareness that I've gained in myself and in my life. Um, Gary is a channel, and he channels a collective of non-physical teachers named Joshua. Joshua teaches a new approach to life that provides more detail into the law of attraction and how to operate more effectively in this reality. Their approach is to align one with the forces of the universe so that you will be living a life more in love, more abundance, and greater levels of health and well-being. It is an in-depth, step-by-step process absorbing a whole new perspective about yourself and your life. One soul's purpose will be revealed to inspiration, your talents, and releasing the fears that get in your way. I can truly account to that this process is truly miraculous, and what I really love about it is a step-by-step process. For years, I have been listening to Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks on the Law of Attraction, and I really got it, but I didn't really know how to apply it. So the work with Gary is really a step-by-step, everyday process of reading and writing and really applying the laws of law of attraction. And I really feel that during this time and the past, I mean, it's always potent time to work on yourself, but the past few years have been a really potent time, especially I can account for myself, of really digging deep and looking within because with all the chaos and noise out there, it's very easy to get caught up in the noise and with the news and all the different elements going on, it can be easy to go, I know for myself, go in a downward spiral and go into fear and being scared. And with this, 
it teaches you to go within and see what you really need and what your values are and living abundantly free, happy. And I can say I feel a lot more peaceful. And out of this, this podcast was born. So I hope you sit back, relax, or do what you're doing. And I hope you get as much out of this episode as I did in having this conversation. Enjoy. Hi, Gary. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited. I've been studying under you for like four months now, and this is the first time that I get to see you face-to-face. That's true. In the <laughs> old days, I would have calls like this all the time with people. Now it got so big, so it's, it's impossible to do it. So it's so great to connect. Oh, so you don't I want to talk to me, just start a podcast and I'll be on it and then you can connect. <laughs> well, I have to say I'm super grateful and honored and privileged for you to join me because my podcast is so new and you're like a seasoned veteran. So thank you so much, truly, for taking the time to talk to me. And it was really truly through our coursework that I listened to the inspiration and started a podcast. So I'm really pumped to have you on as like one of my first first guests. So thank you. You're welcome. So you got into that space where you were in alignment and in alignment, we receive inspiration. So alignment is simply feeling good and perceiving reality as it really is and, and seeing everything from the higher perspective. And that's when you're in alignment, right? The only time you're not in alignment was when you're in some sort of fear. So you're in alignment, you receive mm-hmm. inspiration and you, a fear will always pop up. So you say, oh, it's going to be a waste of time. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not going to figure it out. I don't have the time for it. How is it going to make money? Where is it going to go? What if I fail? All those fears pop up, right? Mm-hmm. And so you say, no, I'm just going to do whatever action I can do. And so you took a course. And so that course helped you be more confident, raise your vibration. So that it was easier to push past these fears. But anytime you start something new, you're excited at the beginning. You just have to keep saying to yourself that, I like doing this. I like having these conversations. I don't care where it goes. So you release your attachment to the outcome Mm -hmm. and you just do what you're inspired to do. And then you're inspired to have me on. And so you had a lot of fear there. You push past that fear and here we are. So you're getting everything you want because you're pushing past fear. So it's interesting that you say that because yes, that's how it went. But I remember it was funny when I released my first episode. I mean, honestly, I get nervous like the whole week leading up to this and I'm like, was I really inspired? Yeah, because that fear will make you think you weren't inspired. Yeah. And you think, well, if I'm inspired, then the whole thing's going to be fun. But only what's fun is the action. So leading up to it is all the fear. And so that's uncomfortable. No one likes to be in that fear. Right. right? But once you're on the call and doing the podcast, that whole part of it's fun, easy, effortless. In fact, this call will be done before we know it. You know, right. it, it'll go like that. And that's how you know when you're doing something that's inspired because time loses meaning and you don't get distracted. You're not hungry and think normal physical reality doesn't really work. Right. It just, it just blends in. It's fun. You know, anything that's interesting, it just goes by really quickly. Yeah, I love that because I did. I remember even talking with Ashley after I'm like, did, was I really like inspired? Cause it doesn't feel good. <laughs> but like you say, yeah, in the moment, like having this conversation, I love it. But everything leading up to it is like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so imagine that you do a TED talk, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you're excited to do a TED Talk, and then they set a date, and then you travel to wherever it is, <laughs> and the time comes, and you're going to get on stage, and all this, everyone else is calm and cool, and you're like totally anxious because it's all that fear that's there. Now imagine you do a TED Talk every week for a year. That last TED Talk, you just walk right. on stage. You don't have any fear. So <clears throat> what it is, is you don't have the experience. So you start anything new. You start at this limited perspective of yourself. You say, I'm new. I'm no good. I'm not good enough. I don't have, any, I don't have the experience of actually pushing past the fear and taking the action. A lot of people would buy their first house. And when I was a realtor, those first-time home buyers were always in fear. They always lowball. They always went crazy on the inspections. They backed out all the time because they were in fear. Seasoned investors wouldn't even have to look at a property. They would just know and they'd mm-hmm. buy it cash and it'd be right. done because they got into the process and they expanded to a different vibration through the experience of buying houses. So this is true of everything we do. So it's really all about the vibration. And is there like a max to the vibration that you can reach? No, because this is eternal, this process of raising vibration. Okay. So essentially what we're doing is we're coming from a perception of ourselves as highly limited. Not just this life, but let's just imagine we have past lives, Mm -hmm. right? So we live in these very limited versions of ourselves. We get into this life, which is the less the least limited version we've ever existed at. So the highest vibrational version. Mm -hmm. So this is why we're living such amazing lives. You're living in this beautiful place in California. You have this great job. You have cars and computers and technology. You're starting a podcast. All these things that weren't available to you if you lived 100 years ago. Right. Right. So you've raised your vibration. It seems like, well, this is what's here. Of course, I have a nice place. Of course, I live in a nice town, that sort of thing. But it's actually the manifestation of all these desires that you had in previous lives, manifesting now. We don't see it that way because we're still striving for more. So our attention is placed always on the more, the more. It should be bigger house. It should be more money. It should be this Mm -hmm. and that, right? Mm -hmm. If we can understand that this life is the perfect life for us that was created from all the desires from past lives and has been manifested in this life and accept this life now, we give up all these other desires, which are all based in fear, because if you have a desire for something, let's say a million dollars, it's because you lack a million dollars. That's the only reason you have this desire. And you think the million dollars will make you feel good. You effort and struggle and work hard and save 20 years and finally have a million dollars. Well, you're not in any better shape. You're still in fear of losing that million dollars. And so now you want $2 million. And so it never ends. And this is why Western society's idea of success never works, because you attain what you think you lack. You don't feel any better. And so you have to keep going and you have to keep pushing. And 40 years later, you find that no matter what you do, it doesn't feel any better. So what Joshua says is you come to this level of acceptance. You accept that this life is perfect. You've manifested this incredible life. It's unbelievable. Your attention's always been for more, 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 more. But you drop that because you know it's based in in lack. And so you say, all I want to do is feel good. That's all I care about Mm -hmm. is feeling good. I want to have great relationships. I want to have satisfying work. I want to have a healthy body. I want to, you know, accept, accept, accept. And then you get to the state of alignment and you start receiving inspiration. And that inspiration will be to do things like what you're doing now. So starting a podcast means that you have to be authentic. 
people are going to discover who you are mm-hmm. because you're going to be talking and talking and talking. And if you're faking it, everyone's going to know. So this is a chance for you to discover who you are and to come out as the true representation of Stephanie, the authentic Stephanie, and let everyone know that. And so there you have to give up. You have, you know, you're going to go through a lot of fear because you haven't, no one's been that authentic. Mm -hmm. And you expose yourself and you fear rejection, but no one can really reject you because essentially, since you haven't been being authentic, no one has been being authentic. Everyone's trying to play this role of a good person. You have this perception that people are going to reject you if they find out who you are. Everyone has this. So it's this uh, imposter syndrome, right? Right. And I don't care what you're doing. You could be a movie star. You could be, you know, president. People are going to have that, that fear. So if you're acting inauthentically, it's, you're never really letting anyone have a chance to see who you are. So if they reject you, who are they rejecting? They're not rejecting the real you anyway. So sometimes that's safe for people. You know, they're not, I'm not even being truly authentic. So they're rejecting something else. But really what's happening, if you become authentic, then they get a chance to see the real you who is based in love. They're going to resonate with that and they're going to accept it as long as they're on the same vibrational wavelength as you are. So think about, you know, your friends who know you, especially the ones who know you're interested in a lot of attraction, that Mm -hmm. how close you are with them and how you can say anything to them. Mm -hmm. And then think about your parents who you want them to see you in a certain way, right? So so there's certain things that you don't tell them. Right. (laughs) I tell, yeah, exactly. I tell them the good stuff. (laughs) There is so much to like unfold on that. And can we go back to desires? I've been doing the extension experience now for four months. We just completed health and vitality, which I'm loving. I, I have to say, like I have been in personal development work since like my twenties. And I've always felt like I was missing in. I just have this constant like chase of trying to fix something. And I remember when I had my first email exchange with you, which you're so awesome because you're, you have like thousands and thousands of students, but you take the time to answer everybody's questions individually. But you're saying, well, you're just, I was talking about my digestive issues and my gut issues. And you just said, well, it's because you're not of my lack of worthiness. So that kind of hit home. And I've been on this journey and like discovering that, but I still have these desires. So your desire is what? To create more financial abundance, to like have ease or peace with it, or just feeling secure. But it's again, coming from like I get to a certain point, but then I want more in this so knowing more. Knowing what you know now, would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather have the feeling of security and confidence and worthiness? The feeling to see it as good. However, the feeling for me has been a real hard, because I am a feeling type person. I mean, I know like in the lessons too, we learn that everybody is a feeling type person, but Cognitively, I understand everything, but I have not been able to bring it down into the body to like feel it in my body. It just feels like it's all up in my head. Okay. So 
but you agree that if you could feel that now, then that would be better than all the work and effort and struggle to get the million dollars. Yeah, I don't, I want to give up the struggle and the hard work and the like the abuse. Right. So there's two perceptions of reality. One, the perception of reality from the victim that says, when the conditions change, mm-hmm. then I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Or the creator says, I'm going to change my perception of reality to feel good now, to see everything is good, to see that I am secure and all mm-hmm. that. And then let the reality reflect back how I feel. So then mm-hmm. from that second, more empowering position as the creator, you say, you start with this, you know, the first class was alignment. Mm-hmm. So alignment is acceptance, 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 acceptance and love are the same thing. Fear and control are the same thing, right? So accept that everything is good, accept that you're perfect, accept that you had the perfect life, accept that everyone else is playing their role perfectly in your life, that you're on your journey of self-discovery perfectly, that you've made it here to have these conversations and learn this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that slowly you start to see, oh, it is good. It is good. And the things that Mm -hmm. scare you, you say, that's really Mm -hmm. nothing for me to fear, right? So you, you elevate this perception of your reality and then things start to reflect back to that. So now you're inspired and you just started a podcast and you're in a conversation with me and other people. And so you're moving perfectly as you intended to these higher levels of awareness where you will feel better. But what you would like to do is snap your fingers instead of two years, you want to do it in four four months. Exactly. So you're saying it's a process. Oh, I wanted it yesterday. You actually don't want to snap your fingers. Okay. Because you want to go on this journey because the journey is the interesting part where you actually learn. The experiences is what you learn. Right. Because this life would be meaningless if we could just snap our fingers and just manifest whatever you want, because we do that in the non-physical. In the non-physical, it's boring because nothing means anything. There is no no reality to it. You know, there's no fear. It's just love, but we don't get any way to understand what that is. So we come into physical reality, have these experiences where we're playing with fear and love. Most people are playing in fear and most of our past lives were in fear. And finally, we get to this realization that there's another approach to life. Instead of efforting and struggling and suffering, alter your perception of who you are from victim to creator, and then you start to see things differently. So I'm doing this eight years since I started channeling Mm -hmm. Joshua, and now I've come to the conclusion of who I truly am, how I serve, what my purpose is. I'm only doing that which is absolutely interesting and that I'm passionate about. I'm totally financially abundant have more friends than you can possibly imagine all over the world. I could, I could go on a trip for a year and stay in people's houses mm-hmm. wherever, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Best relationship I, beyond what I could ever imagine with Tracy. House of my dreams, town of my dreams, local friends of my dreams, you know, and doing the satisfying work. Right. All my crazy amounts of financial success that I had in business and real estate in my 30s and 40s is like nothing compared to this. So I had millions of dollars. I had the house and the water and the boat and cars and all that stuff. I had travel and parties and it was all meaningless because there's no satisfaction there. The journey, the eight-year journey from here to here is magical. Every part of it was amazing. And along the way, I discovered limiting beliefs because I was doing new things, right? Mm -hmm. And so at each 
each time I discovered a limiting belief through what we call a manifestation event, some event that makes you feel negative emotion, I was able to process the belief and go to another level and then process it again and go to another level and then started acting on inspiration to, you know, write the books, start the podcast, go on the, you know, the, the cruises where we do the events and mm-hmm. have, have and buy this house, you know, and move here and have events here. So all of that led to here, but it, it couldn't have come faster. It had to be this. And it was perfect. I didn't want it to go any faster. But at the time, I look back, I was facing all kinds of manifestation events and wasn't feeling as good as I feel now and wanting it to be different than it was. And now I just drop that and just say, this is perfect. And I'll be guided by inspiration to the next thing, whatever that is. So that's it. There's a lot there. I want to elaborate more on that too, but I also would love to go back to hear your story because a lot of people maybe starting to listen to this don't know your story because I know we jumped right into this massive conversation and not giving background, but I, I'd like to go back to that because I know for me and I'm on this tra- this like transition right now of trusting the unknown. That is very scary and like security is a big deal for you. Yeah. Right. Because of my upbringing, it was very insecure or very chaotic and just a lot going on. So I've always tried to get security to keep it uniform. So, and now I see the unknown is where the juice is, but it's also still that unknown how do you make that transition or like follow the inspiration or not let the ego get in the way of what's inspiration and the fear and all that? Okay. So we're here to resolve some big fear. So we're each here to change that fear, to resolve it. And everything we want is on the other side of that fear. For me, my greatest fear my whole life was being weird. So I always tried to fit in. I always tried to look normal. I was born in South Africa, super weird. I couldn't tell people where I was born. We moved to Canada and then San Diego. So <clears> people <throat> would say, where were you born? I would just say San Diego, you know, because to say South Africa, oh, were there monkeys in the street and living in your house, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you sort of get teased. My middle name was Temple. Never told anyone that because that's a weird middle name, you know. We moved every year, so I made friends quickly and let friends go. And so I had to acclimate really quickly to the, whatever the new school was, make sure I dressed like everyone else and looked like everyone mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. I end up going to college, so I went, because people would respect someone who went to college, you know, be friends with that person. I became successful because people want to be friends with a successful person. And I made money and lost money and then made a ton of money, and then 2008 lost that. So I had to start over. So we lose our house in foreclosure, move into a friend's house that we rented from them. And another friend comes over and gives, gives us the secret. And we're like mm-hmm. totally into it, right? Mm-hmm. We, listen, we, we don't have a CD player, it's a CD. And so we drive around in a car on these road trips, listening to this over and over again. So we wear that out. And then in our own, in our own library, we find Ask and It's Given, that CD by Esther Hicks. Mm-hmm. And so that's channeling. I never had heard of any channeling before and mm-hmm. I accepted it. It was, I was totally fascinated. And I said, I'm going to use this law of attraction stuff to get my money back. So I'm going to use mm-hmm. it, right? This is what we all do. Mm-hmm. So then we go to see Esther in Asheville for the two day thing. 
And there I had the inspiration to just renovate houses, which is something I always loved doing, but I never really did it being owning these big real estate companies. So I just said, I'm going to renovate houses and I'm going to play poker. So I play renovated houses. I play tournament poker and I had a ball and Lily, my wife at the time was inspired to redo furniture that people move from up North and have them painted and new upholstered and all that stuff. So she started this furniture store and that's expanded to this gigantic thing now. So she found her passion. I found my passion and we're just like living in our passion. Are you channeling at this point? No, no. Okay. So paying attention to Abraham, things are nice. Everything's going good, making money, buying a new house. You know, we, we, everything worked out. This amazing set of coincidences that we get to live in Palm Beach. And then we get to find this house and it was owner of finance because our credit was ruined and able to totally renovate the house to the spectacular thing in our perfect neighborhood. I mean, the, the things that happened were beyond belief. And then the house Lily designs it, decorates it. I designed the floor plan and it gets in featured in a huge coffee table home renovation mm-hmm. kind of book, right? Fun. So that was the summer of, of 2013. That summer, I get this inspiration to meditate and it's really strong. And I've always resisted meditation because I'm hyper. Mm-hmm. So I finally relinquish and sit down with the Abraham meditations, which are guided. And I just do it. And the first time I could do it for two minutes and then eventually could do the whole 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long those are. And then, and then within two or three weeks, I started to feel a presence in my head. And it was like, imagine like a soft hand running over your skull underneath your skin slowly, right? And expanding. (laughs) So it's so obvious, but of course uh-huh. nothing's there. And so every time I meditate, this thing comes every time. And it's sort of pleasant, you know. It's pleasant or unpleasant? Okay. So you're not fearing it at that time. Okay. No fear. And so eventually I say, I start asking questions. Like I'm on the hot seat. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I <laughs> asking questions. And the answers came back like instantly, like so profound. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And it's like, is this me? It can't be me, right? When you say you hear answers, like how are you hearing it? Like your thoughts. Okay. Right? And if you your can, thoughts are clear. And you can decipher between like your ego or. I don't or, know what it is at okay. this point. Okay. Right? It just gotcha. sounds like a thought, a, a clear thought coming back. A okay. clear answer, but it's in my voice, in my okay. thought voice, you know. So eventually I said, who is this? And they said, we are Joshua. Just like that. I'm like, oh, like, that's interesting because that sounds like Abraham, right? Uh-huh. And at the time, Abraham was the only, mm-hmm. only uh, channel I ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Didn't know there wasn't any other channels. So mm-hmm. the idea of me being a channel was insane. I couldn't, th- that had no, it was impossible to imagine what that was, right? So anyway, on November 13th, uh, November, November 15th, 2013, in meditation, Joshua says, get up and go right, right, right. So I get up out of bed, go into my office, close the door, and just start typing. And so I type for about 35, 40 minutes. And it's three pages, and it it turns out to be the introduction to the first book. Can't see it that clearly. Ah, it's a perception of reality. (laughs) Oh, okay. Your book. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Right? Yep. The first line in the book is, everything is right. 
period. The second line is, there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Anything seen as wrong is done so from a limited perspective, from the higher perspective, whether that's perspective over a period of time or from the perspective of the non-physical, everything is always, always right. Okay, that sums up the entire teachings of Joshua after five books, thousands of, you know, letters to people and answers and podcasts and, and uh, articles and interviews and all these things. Mm-hmm. That sums it up. Everything is right, okay? There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. The universe is perfect. There is nothing wrong. Anything seen as wrong is seen from a limited perspective because you don't have all the information. Can I interject there? And I'm I'm with you, but what happens if a woman gets, and I know I've asked you this, a woman gets raped or someone like dies from a car accident or, you know, something that we consider bad or... You're seeing it from a limited perspective. We don't know all the information. So there's much right. more going on here, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, you, we come to physical reality. So you have to have this broader view. Mm-hmm. You have to know that there's a non-physical reality and a physical reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not heaven or anything else. It's Mm -hmm. just we're physically focused now in an arena that is nothing but vibrations. So this table is nothing but vibrating molecules. And this computer is nothing but vibrating molecules. And I'm nothing but vibrating molecules, right? So it's all vibration. So can I ask you, where is the separation between non-physical and physical? Only in our minds. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Only our our perception. If we could perceive non-physical, it would be right here. Right here. We're not okay. going anywhere else, right? Right here. Okay. So when I touch this table, what seems like my finger is pressing against the table, but if but science now has shown that there's actually a a small layer of nothingness between the two. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. an interaction vibration. Right. So everything is vibrational. So so Imagine now that physical reality is this platform for self-discovery. In the non-physical, we understand that we're all one, that we're one with universe, we're one with source, and that we are essentially love. Mm -hmm. Okay? We understand that love is perfect, infinite, limitless. We know this from the non-physical, but we don't have any context. What does it mean to be in joy and love? We don't, what does it mean to be one with mm-hmm. source, right? So we come into a physical reality and mm-hmm. we get to play with these ideas for a, for a snippet of time. Mm-hmm. From our perspective, it seems like 100 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. From the universal perspective, it's nothing but a flash. So we come in here and we work on this idea of separation. First, what does, what does it feel like to be separate from source? To be an individual, to be a victim to live in fear, which does not exist in the non-physical and not possible to have these experiences and to create, you can create in the non-physical by snapping a finger. What would it be like to create in the physical reality? So we play with all these things and these relationships with the people in our lives and, and our body and society and all these things. But mainly it's this, it's this evolving perception of who we think we are. So if you think you're limited, if you're looking at your life from a highly limited, you're living in fear. Mm-hmm. And if you think of yourself as magnificent and eternal and limitless, mm-hmm. you're living in love. Mm-hmm. All the difference is a perception of reality. 
and you get to choose it at any time. But you have to jump over the hurdle of your limiting beliefs or process those limiting beliefs. So if it's all just a perception of reality and how we perceive ourselves creates the reality, mm-hmm. then our, our endeavor is to perceive ourselves from the highest perspective possible and mm-hmm. everything else, because all we're doing is having a relationship with everything else. So this is a very high level con- concept. In fact, when you go to the next course, which is oneness, uh-huh. this is what it all talks about. Yeah. And I am starting to see that transition because I even get like the podcast. It's I think when I originally started it like a while, it was about me. And now I see it's not even about me. But then and then also too, like I am going back a few weeks ago, you had a podcast entering new dimensions. And I've always kind of understood this concept, but I really loved how you put it because it's how you relate to your life is how you relate to yourself. And I'm starting to see that transition because before everything, getting to that, even that feel good, it was really hard because nothing ever really felt good. But I'm starting to let that go where, okay, I want to feel good. What feels good? Starting to analyze what feels good. Okay, does this feel good? Not like checking in myself versus like what's going on around me. And now I'm seeing the shift in the reality, what's coming back to me and not from the ego, like, oh, I'm awesome. But it's like, oh, this is feedback for me to see how I'm showing up. Can you talk to that a little bit more? Probably put it in better terms than how I said it. So imagine that you're here to explore the idea of victimhood. Mm -hmm. You feel like a victim you worry about your security. Mm-hmm. You clutch your mm-hmm. purse wherever you go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You lock your car doors. You're worried about loss. You're worried about something bad happening. You're reacting by trying to control everything. And you're living in misery and suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're because you're not perceiving the truth of reality, you're perceiving the solution. So then something happens. Someone yells at you, drive them by. Right? And you go, oh my God, they disrespect me. How dare they? This mm-hmm. is horrible. But this always happens to me. Mm-hmm. And you ignore it and you say, that person out there is a jerk. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done this. Right? And so your limiting belief is that other people can make you feel negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Someone can say a comment to you and you're going to feel bad. It's the person who said it, their fault, not the limiting belief that causes you to feel bad. So the victim perceives that the outside conditions and people make them feel something. They don't have any control over how they perceive it. They're choosing to perceive it from a limited perspective and their inner self is giving them negative emotion as guidance to let them know that there's a limiting belief that's causing this fear. It's not true. So this person ignores it and keeps blaming other people, keeps blaming, blaming, blaming. Oh, the landlord kicked me out. Oh, I got this bill I shouldn't have gotten. Blame, 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 blame not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So the universe has to, will never stop trying to show the person they have a limiting belief. The universe is always Mm -hmm. redirecting everyone to uh, the the true path of self-discovery, to the true perception, which is you're the creator, always. And so if you have this intense feeling of insecurity 
and you're blaming the outside conditions and saying, I have to protect myself from this, you're either going to live a very small life, and that's fine. It'll be mm-hmm. highly limited. You'll live alone with your cat in your one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And you'll never go outside. But if there's something calling you to be bigger and to expand more, then you're going to be interacting at a higher level. And you're going to, if you keep ignoring these events, some big event is going to happen to you. I lost millions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? I like Baldwin just shot someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's this, you know, his anger and frustration, all these events that have been played out in the public, his phone call, calling his wife names and stuff and was aired in public, all these things. He's not accepting who he truly is. He's perceiving himself as a victim, even mm-hmm. though all the success, he still doesn't feel good, right? So eventually you're going to hit rock bottom or something's going to go into your body because you can't ignore the body. So it's just Meaning a like a, a disease or an illness yeah, or something. Yeah, some chronic uh-huh. illness or mm-hmm. some issue, whatever it is. Right? Mm-hmm. It's First, it plays out in events that happen. And people tend to ignore those events or call them wrong. So what they're doing is they're fighting for their limitations. Mm-hmm. But if the person's pre-birth intentions are very strong to discover who they are, they're going to find that they're highly emotionally sensitive. So compared to other people you know, you're probably very highly emotionally sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know that everyone in our group is mm-hmm. highly emotionally sensitive. This is actually a superpower because you're more aware of negative emotions. They feel worse. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Mm-hmm. People who are bipolar who are manic depressive, right? They go from these extremes, high and lows. They're very sensitive, but they don't know how to perceive their reality in, right. in an empowering way. So the universe is going to send you these manifestation events to put you on this journey to discover who you are. So a lot of people who find Joshua had some horrible event that happened, you know, yeah. and they said, I don't know how it happened, but I just stumbled on this podcast or I stumbled on this article mm-hmm. or whatever it was. A lot of people are in the middle of their spiritual journey mm-hmm. and they're picking up threads or breadcrumbs. And so they go from one more general thing to another less general thing to a more specific thing. And then they get to Joshua where it's, I mean, highly practical yeah, in your face. These are the tools, do the work kind of, kind of, kind of thing, you know? I love them because they're daily. So, and they do, they like build on each day and it's like just getting it like consistently and going back. Cause I, you know, the secret was, I love the secret, but it was frustrating because I'm like, I'm thinking these things. What am I doing wrong? Cause this stuff isn't manifesting or this stuff isn't happening. And the same thing, like I love Abraham and Esther Hicks. And, but the same thing, I just, I was like trying to conceptualize it. So, and I got to think so hard. I just couldn't get it. But this really, the Joshua, you and Joshua's work just really puts it in a, like a step by step. And I think really like the first class alignment that was truly what I was, because it all was coming from, I was trying to fix something or that I thought I was lacking. And that's purely why I even joined the class in the first place. I mean, I was, that's the reason I got into Abraham is I Mm -hmm. wanted to get my money back. So I was going to, I was going to use the law of attraction to control my reality. Yep. Exactly. And fear. And it doesn't work that way. This is why people say law of attraction doesn't work. Well, it's one thing to be positive and that's great. And to look at the positive aspects mm-hmm. and to 
be allowing, which is acceptance, right? Can I ask you something on that though? Because there's positive and then there's also like spiritual bypassing. I hear that a lot. And do you think positivity is like a spiritual bypass? Yes, because you're ignoring everything you think is wrong. So mm-hmm. if there is no wrong in the universe, mm-hmm. the only th- reason you can see something is wrong is because you're looking at it from a victim's perspective and you have no power in that, mm-hmm. right? It's not true. It's the illusion. Mm-hmm. And so you control, 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 control yourself, control people, control conditions, try to fix things. And because it's a vibrational thing, you can't change. It's like trying to change the mirror when you're looking at the mirror. You can put lipstick on the mirror. It's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the same thing with trying to fix your conditions or manifest what you think you want to make yourself feel good. You have to do it first by choosing a perception of reality that is aligned with who you are, a truthful one, right? It's never going to work if you're going to think the reality is out to get you because that's looking at it from a victim. So these things we think are wrong that are happening to people are manifestation events on a large scale. So someone gets mugged and killed, right? It's that experience that they'll have, that they'll take with them to the non-physical. And from that experience, they'll, they'll recognize how they were living. Then they will intend to come into a new life to have an experience to go beyond that. Okay. And those are for people who are coming to this level, to, to this level of awakening, Does everybody come to have this level of awakening? Eventually. It just might not be in this lifetime? Yes. Okay. Everyone's moving from fear to love. Everyone. And has that been the trajectory through the whole like course of time? Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's the evolution of us. So we're coming from, everyone gets to experience who they're not, the separation, the inauthentic part. They go on this journey of, of resistance and suffering and trying to make things happen. They get, they get more power. They try to make things happen even more. It doesn't work, right? Right. We're feeling satisfied because this is a feeling of reality. All that matters is how you feel. And then at some point, they hit a big manifestation vent or a rock bottom, or they give up and just surrender. From that surrendering, then they can receive inspiration, and they can give all that up, and they can go on this new journey of self-discovery. So we're all on this journey of self-discovery together those of us who are interested in law of attraction. Mm-hmm. The only way anyone can listen to this podcast with me on it is because they intended to find this information in right. this lifetime. This is the time of awakening. So we're awakening to the fact that we're not victims. We are the creators. Now that goes against everything we were taught, right? Yeah, because how do you explain that to somebody who has these religious perspectives or like there's God or religion, how do you... Why would you want to? Speak to that? Yeah. Why do you care? (laughs) That's their perception too, right? Right. You don't want to change anyone. Right. Yeah. So trying to get other people to agree with you is a form of control. Yeah. That's why I never really got into politics because I was like, you're going in this circle to get nowhere. (laughs) I gave up voting because I'm not going to choose sides. Right. Right. I'm not going to pick a side. I'm not going to separate myself from anyone. I am absolutely neutral. You guys figure it out. Right. I understand that the system in general is going to work towards more love and that we're going to evolve. So it's always getting better and better and better. So you look back and say, okay, COVID was bad. 
Black Lives Matter is bad, riots are bad, all this stuff is bad. Well, be here a hundred years ago, we're going through World War One and mm-hmm. Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Okay, hundred years later, it's COVID and Black Lives Matter. Right. It's so much easier than that. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I know we've talked about, and I know this is part of your coursework, but can you talk, I know we've talked about limiting beliefs, but like how would one, we have these sheets, but can you explain like how you would process to a limiting belief? Because even still to this day, I would think when I process a limiting belief, it probably takes me like a week to do one. One, probably because I'm resisting doing it. (laughs) And two, like when I get to proving that it's false, if it's limiting, um, that like, again, I don't, I think like from doing the work, I now like, okay, I am love, I am source and, you know, but, but you want to find practical evidence. Exactly. Too. And that's hard for me when it feels like in every part of my being, this is so true. This is so real. This is like how it has been to this day. <laughs> All right. What's a simple limiting belief that occurred to you through a manifestation event? Um. Oh, geez. On the spot. Well, I have one that I okay. happened this summer. We're in Siesta Key. Mm-hmm. We're going to have people Lovely. over. We have a really nice Airbnb, and we're going to have a bunch of people over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking the dog in the morning, and this we pass by the fish market. Mm-hmm. And I look in the window, because I had the dogs. So I didn't want to walk in, right? And I look in the window to see what it was like. And so I'm about to go in, Tracy's behind, so I'm about to give it to Dr. Tracy. And the guy behind the camera goes, you know you can come in if you want to. You don't have to smudge up my window, right? (laughs) So I'm like, feel that negative emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's about not being respected. Mm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and this is a thing that is, you know, comes up for me and so I felt this intense negative emotion. I'm like, why do I care what this guy thinks, right? So it has. So the limiting belief was that people should respect me. And the truth is that no one needs to respect me. No one can right. know who I am. No one will ever know who I am. Right. Any past that I wanted to have success or achievement was so that people would know who I am and respect me, right? So mm-hmm. it's all based in, it's a highly limiting belief. So I said, it's impossible for people to know who I am, especially a guy who's in a counter. He's having a bad day. This belief that people should respect me, I don't need it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. People do respect me. I have respect from all kinds of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Those who know me respect me. Mm-hmm. And this is a person. So that's proving to myself okay. this by true evidence in my life that this is not necessary, that this limiting belief is not true. Well, we have this form that's three pages, it's intensive, and it takes a while. But essentially what you're saying, what you're going to say is, that belief that I need to be respected is not true. I don't need to be respected, right? It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if people respect me or not. Right. That does not add anything to my life. If they do, that's great. And if they don't, it's not necessary. But that belief is holding me back from something else I have to do. Because it could, it could, you know, I could face rejection or failure or something by putting myself out there. And what if people don't respect me? That sort of thing. 
Right. So also too, like, cause you said this comes up for you a lot and I've noticed mine, mine usually come to like, I'm not seen, heard or valued and they always seem to come back then. I don't know if I'm missing something or like, I'm not really getting that deep or is it that you just. Everything perfectly. <laughs> right. And what you're doing is you're whittling away at the intensity of it. Gotcha. You never get rid of your limiting beliefs. So they're never going to go away. Well, this is what the law of attraction, right? It's right. not the law of rejection. Once you've attracted something, it's with you forever. Okay. But it's only limiting if it stops you from acting when you're inspired to act, right? Right. Okay. So everyone has, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm not yeah. good. Everyone has that, right? And so, <clears throat> so that could be the core of everything. So we all have this experience that... I'm not God. I'm not perfect. You know, that, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Actually, the truth is you are. Perfect. Right. You just can't see And are, are we God? A hundred percent. We're yeah. all God, right? Right. And you're the God of your reality. You're the creator right. of that reality. Just mm-hmm. like God is the creator of the universe. You're the creator of your, your universe, which is your reality. Mm-hmm. And every aspect of that reality is your creation. And your relationship to it is how you see it. So if someone has kids, that relationship with their kids is how they see themselves. So everyone has a good relationship with the kids mm. when the kids are small mm-hmm. because they're going, I'm a great mother, I'm a great mother, I'm a great mother because the kids aren't saying anything back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then when the kids get to be teenagers, I want you to think I'm a good mother, right? <laughs> and I want you to be good so other people think I'm a good mother. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole relationship and then they get to be 40 years old and it's a whole different thing. So you could have a relationship with your car or with your town you live in. You know, you have all these different relationships, your garden, your house, and you say this, you see yourself as in love or in fear or somewhere in between in those relationships. You accept yourself or reject yourself in whatever it is. So if you have a junker car, you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm not worthy of a good car. And if you have a Rolls Royce, you're like, I'm worthy of anything as far as a car goes. Right? You're putting your value on something. Well, what you're doing is it's a reflection of, of you. So why is your car a junker, right? Or why is your car a Rolls Royce mm-hmm. instead of just a normal nice car, you know? But it, could you have that, like a nice car because you needed that to feel validated or do you have a nice car? Cause that's like you say, it's a reflection. Two different views yeah. of it. You have a yeah. nice car because you want other people to be impressed because mm-hmm. you don't feel mm-hmm. impressive mm-hmm. or you have a nice car because it is perfectly matched to you. So I used to live in Palm beach was one of the most expensive places in the world to live all full of millionaires. And I tell this joke that, when I lived in Palm Beach, there'd be Rolls Royces and Maseratis and Ferraris, and everyone driving them would just have the biggest grin on their, their happiest people in the world. And people are like, really? No, they're all miserable. Every one of them. No one's talking to anyone. No one's saying hi. I wrote this little town here. You, you could drive down the street mm-hmm. in your car and people wave to you. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how. What we think matters doesn't matter. And what really matters, matters. I totally get that. And then when you're like, like I just got a bill yesterday. And funny, what I really loved, I listened to one of your recent 
podcast. I'm always listening every week, but the one where you had, you rented a car because you were helping a friend move and you, it was like not a round trip, but I think you ended it and you brought it back to a place and you made sure you got everything prepared. And when you returned it or when you got home, you got a a letter that you owed $2,000. Like for me, I would probably fight that. Yeah. What I would have fought that? it in the old days. Okay. So that's a manifestation event. I didn't get mm-hmm. a letter. I actually, I, I don't normally check my credit card statements. Oh, that- so I checked my credit card statement and it said, <clears throat> it said, um, Oh, you don't usually, you don't usually check it and you happen to check it that one time. <laughs> no coincidence, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at it and it says budget rent a car, $2,200. Uh-huh. It's like $200, which uh-huh. is I paid for it, right? So, I, <laughs> so all I did was I called budget and they said, you never returned the car. Mm-hmm. I said, of course I did. I took it to Asheville. I put the keys in there. You had the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. Right. And so, and it was sort of, sort of scam. And so I had a, a decision to make. Wait, you knew it was a scam? Yeah, because obviously. Yeah. I took it to an airport. There's cameras. It's there the whole time. I put the key in the box. Everyone knows where it is. Wait, but right. so you knew it was a scam and you still paid it? Well, okay. Well, I will okay. say. <laughs> I called my credit card company uh-huh. and they said, oh, it's been past 60 days. So there's nothing we can do. Okay. 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 So at that point, I have a decision to make. So I'm, I'm that's a manifestation event. So I'm yeah. feeling negative emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm infuriated, right? Yeah. And so I have to come out of that, but I'm receiving urges to change the conditions. So my urge is to get a lawyer, leave them a bad review, mm-hmm. call someone to complain, fight it somehow, right? None of those things I wanted to do. <laughs> None of those things I wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? None of them were fun. None of them were interesting. None of them made me happy, but I could do that effort and struggle. And where would I get, you know, who knows? Right. Or I could get back into alignment and do what I was inspired to do, which is go play poker that night. Mm -hmm. So I go, uh, so I go play (laughs) poker and I win $3,000 in in this tournament. Now I won these tournaments all the time, but it was like, you're ever saying, look, do what you want to do and the money will come effort and struggle and you're never going to have a good time, right. have a great time and the money's going to come. And so that was my limiting belief about abundance. And, and I had five or six of these until I finally gave up, you know, and said, okay, universe, I get what's happening here. Yeah. That's funny because I have a doctor bill that I've been trying to not pay for the past year and a half. And I keep calling them like to solve it, but no one ever calls me back because I get an answer machine and then no one ever calls me back. And I'm like, you're not going to get paid until you call me back. And I still haven't gotten a call back. So there's my manifestation event, you know? <laughs> and after I heard that, I was like, okay, I'll go pay the bill. Don't pay the bill. But then I also feel then I'm putting out, I'm blocking something in the universe. But you have a choice either way, you know? Paying the bill or don't pay the bill, you know. Right. So what feels better? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a doctor's bill and I, there was an issue and no one. It's a hundred dollar bill. But for me, it's like a, it's a principle. (laughs) Yeah. But they're never going to collect it, you know. Yeah. It's It's never going to mean a difference on anything you ever do ever. Right. 
It don't, no one's but paying. I did get inspired when you did when you said that. I was like, oh, well, just pay the bill. Just because I want. If you can do it from this place of abundance is always flowing to me. Yeah. And that doesn't matter, you know. And that's the unknown that I get tripped up on. Well, by not paying it, can you be okay not paying it or will it always be in the back of your head? Right. It's always going to be in the back of my head. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So fascinating. You could rob a bank and say, I'm robbing this bank because I need money to live. <laughs> uh-huh. And it'll be a horrible experience. Or you yeah. can say, I love robbing banks. I just, it's so <laughs> fun. I love doing it and you'll be fine. You know? <laughs> It's so interesting. I saw on the Facebook group the other day too, like someone had posted like the new reality that we're creating though, but that's also still based in the illusion too. I went to go back to try to find it, but she was saying something about how like that's the illusion, but it is all the illusion, right? What I think is happening is that Humanity is either going to continue to perceive themselves as victims mm-hmm. or perceive themselves as creators. So there's a choice. Mm-hmm. You're going to live in fear or live in love. You're going to choose a perception of reality that's true or choose a perception of reality based on limiting beliefs that's not true. So you have a choice to make here. For me, I saw COVID as a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was fine. I had I got COVID, didn't have any problem with it. I went traveled. We went to, to um, Florida twice, New York, and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Didn't interrupt any plans whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We had retreats here. We're ha- retreats where we're having breath sessions where everyone's laying down and breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no mass really, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. No one had a problem. There wasn't any problems at all. We have uh, downtown. We have this tap room. And there's 300 people in it. Never, not one person's ever worn a mask there ever. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like this COVID hotspot of North Carolina. It's so much fun. Everyone's having a good time. It's just not affected my reality. Yeah. Now, everyone else who's listening to this is going to say, mm-hmm. you're not taking it seriously. You're not being careful. You're not protecting yourself. You're or in you're, dreamland. Or you're right? selfish for... Or I'm selfish. Yeah. Right? For, yeah. But it's, it's a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's a perspective that's been informed by eight years, plus all of Abraham before that. Right. Um, really understanding how this reality works. Now I've written all the books and done all the podcasts and channeled Mm -hmm. all these messages and seen how it works. Not only does it transform how everyone feels, but it literally transforms their lives, their relationships, everything Mm -hmm. is better. Always. It's not just the promise of law of attraction. It's the practical application of a new approach to life. Mm -hmm. More and more and more and more people they're getting in through love attraction and then they're getting stuck and then they're finding Joshua and other teachers and they're coming to realize it has nothing to do other than your perception of reality. Are you living in fear or are you living in love and mm-hmm. faith and trust? Are you acting on trying to make things happen and manifest des- desires that are based in lack and effort and struggle and do what everyone says you should be doing? Or are you receiving inspiration, receiving inner wisdom, acting in the highest good of all, not reacting in fear, processing the fear and processing the limiting beliefs, living in a perception of reality that you get to choose. 
Should you choose to perceive yourself as a victim? Well, that's what you were told to do. You're told you're imperfect and you're Mm -hmm. no one's perfect and there's problems and you got to struggle to survive. That's what everyone's taught. Mm -hmm. If you choose to perceive yourself as the creator of it all and your relationship to everything and you're here to express love and you're here to, if you feel fear, you're here to look at the limiting belief, the cause of fear and go on this journey of self-discovery to discover more about who you are. That works for me. And that works for those of us who are doing it. Yet you have to come, you have to get close to the fence. So there's all these people living in fear. They're still exploring who they're not. Then there's some people who are at the fence looking into the love side. Those are the people we can talk to. Yeah. The other people can't hear us. Yeah. You know, but there's more of those people on the fence than you realize. I feel that because I feel like it's, energetically a very potent time right now. And I had a very similar experience with COVID. For me, I I really enjoyed it because it was a time that I actually could slow down and I got to stop and actually see how crazy all over the place that I was. So I actually went internal. I started like doing, I mean, I've always done the work, but just more and more work and just, yeah, feeling more happier where that stuff, like I see it, but it wasn't really in my reality. I was like, I don't really feel trapped. I, I don't feel these things. So I, I actually was conflicted because I'm like, I feel bad. Like I get that it's really bad for people and their experiences right now, but I'm like, I actually feel probably freer than I ever had. That's my conversation with every single person that I've talked to about it. Mm -hmm. I've never talked to one person that had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there are many who are looking at it from a limited perspective of feeling fear, but Mm -hmm. it hasn't come into a conversation with me Yeah, at all. Even my friends here that don't even really know what I do (laughs) and all the people that I've had conversations with over the year, and and I've had a lot of podcasts about COVID, Mm -hmm. it's to, to every single person that I've talked to, they started to realize that their treadmill that they were on Mm -hmm. was satisfying, that it was destroying their health and, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't doing anything, you know, and that their relationships, they got time to come back together relationships and their children and their children being at home. And a lot of people's older children moved back for the duration and they got that time with them. Mm -hmm. Everyone I know it was positive. So, but if you listen to the media, it's all negative, negative, negative. Do you think you attract that though, too, because of your vibration? So it's like what you see, that's what you're going to get. Yes. So it's a reflection of my overall right. perception of reality because right. that's the reality that I'm creating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds crazy. So fun. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It is really fun when you start seeing that because I think in recent weeks, I'm like, that person's reacting that way. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is a reflection of me. And I'm like, this is so fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been an awesome conversation. I can't thank you enough for all your time. Can you tell people where to find you? Just if you like podcasts, look for Joshua Live mm-hmm. or just Google my name, Gary Temple Bodley. You'll find all the books, you'll find the website, you'll find the podcast, you'll find all that stuff, articles and things like that too. The website's the teachings of Joshua.com. So it's super easy and there's tons of free stuff there. So you can read answers and articles mm-hmm. and watch videos. It's a great documentary. Awesome. And then also I will put that in the show notes of in the podcast below. And then 
also you offer like a seven day right yeah, now. So Is that still going on? There's yeah, there's a seven day course there. And you can it's $79, but you can use a coupon code 50 off, 50 off, and get it for $29. You're so generous how you do all that. <laughs> or you can just jump right into the Ascension experience. That's what I would do. So yeah. read about the Ascension experience. The first course is alignment, and we have a new course starting every five weeks. Are people still emailing you like to get information about it, or is it just all on the website now? All on the website. Okay. Perfect. Yep. And they, of course, they can email me too anytime at garymodley okay. at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a fabulous weekend. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend And please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.